Welcome to the Grow Abundantly podcast, where we discuss everything small business. This show is about breakthroughs, pushing past the ceiling, knocking down doors, winning in business, and winning in life. Are you ready to rock and roll? Are you ready to pull up your sleeves? Are you prepared to deal with the uncomfortable truths that may be holding you back from abundant success? We're going to discuss topics ranging from personal development, business strategy, marketing, advertising, management, finance, and so much more. Myself, as well as my guest experts, will teach you and discuss what we specifically did and went through to help you grow from our business experiences. Embrace the challenge of doing things a little differently. Also, embrace the pressure as it's so necessary for your rock to go through the fire in order to transform into this beautiful diamond. So if you're ready for this transformation, put on your seatbelt, hold on to the rails as we ride this roller coaster of discussing everything small business. If you know a small business owner or entrepreneur who's ready to thrive, I encourage you to share this podcast as giving is the gift of living. And I'm humbled to share my gifts, insight, strategies, stories, and experiences to help you grow abundantly and live an incredible life. This show is brought to you by our sponsors at Meister Watches. Meister is more than a brand. It's an actual movement and a lifestyle. Meister is a translation from the German word for master, a revered leader and artisan qualified to teach others and known to others as a superior tastemaker. A Meister inspires others and paves the path into the future. For all of you entrepreneurs out there who pride yourselves in your skill set and your mastery, treat yourself to a Meister timepiece collection. Feel free to visit our sponsors at www.mstrwatches.com. Now that's www.mstrwatches.com. Welcome to the Grow Abundantly podcast, episode one, where we discuss everything small business. I'm your host, Mary Belai, the Abundance Coach. Listen, I'm so excited to be connecting with you through these digital airwaves. As a business coach and consultant, I've helped hundreds of business owners grow, and I'm just Really happy to be able to bring my experiences, share my stories, my struggles, all of the challenges of entrepreneurship, my growing pains, my wins, and how I accomplish those achievements so that you can learn and grow as a small business owner. Okay, so it's end of November and um, the year is ramping up for a close. And I like to do a checkup on myself to evaluate me as in self, not specifically my 
goals, yet my progress towards those goals. Like, for instance, how am I holding up mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally? How are my relationships? How fulfilled am I with my work? Were my goals worth the effort? Do I still feel just as motivated to meeting my goals? It is so important to slow down and just be still and listen to self. Because sometimes, you know, we get so caught up in the day-to-day interactions and all of our our to-do lists and our tasks and our milestones and we're like running at 100 miles per hour and we have to meet all the needs of all the people who are expecting things from us, our clients, our family, our friends, our associates and um, making all of our commitments. However, the most important commitment is the commitment to yourself. What is this all for if you're not happy? right? So this episode is specifically my process on how I check in with myself. And I just look at how I showed up this year. What is great about this year? What have I learned? What state am I in? What can I learn from the good, the bad, the in-between, what was difficult for me? Who was instrumental in my growth and who was preventing my growth, right? So let me go over my progress, my check-in progress. I like to do this check-in at least three times a year. The first thing I do is review my goals that I set at the beginning of that quarter or, you know, the beginning of the year. And then I like to evaluate Not necessarily my progress toward the goals, yet to see how I feel about those goals. Now that I have close to three months, four months, six months, nine months, one year of growing, experiencing new things and such, as as human beings, we consistently are tending upwards. We're evolving. So what have I learned Um is sometimes the vision evolves or I see myself going in a different direction than I entirely planned at the beginning of the year. Or I lost sight of the original plan of certain goals and I began to kind of veer towards other distractions um, that may have been urgent, however, took me off track towards meeting my goals. Like say, for instance, in business, if we had huge crises with certain clients and all of our energy was going towards adverting these crises that we still forgot, oh, well, what about this campaign and that campaign? We were supposed to endorse this or we were supposed to, you know, implement a new system or we we're supposed to move forward to automation in this department. And I'll completely lose sight of those goals because what takes precedent is that urgency, right? So we have to kind of be careful and really check in with ourselves on a daily, on a weekly, monthly, and even annually, and even, um, you know, just in general, um, throughout our day, just in our thoughts, like, what am I causing to happen? You know, what am I, how do I feel in this moment? But ultimately, this is my, my, you know, like annual checkup that I'm going to kind of walk you through. Now, when I looked at my goals for this year, 
I had plans to create all of these courses out of all the workshops that I've led over like the last decade. And one thing that my clients like shared, I was actually talking to um, one of my associates, Clarence, and he's like, Mary, he's like, I've seen you give this same, you know, steering towards um, abundance workshop a million times. Dude, it's, it's like different every single time you do it. And I'm like, how so? It's the same itinerary. It's the same content. He's like, no, the stories and examples and side notes that you go on. He's like, I promise you every time I hear it, I learn something new. And I was like, oh, wow, I guess that's, that's pretty cool. And then he's like, yeah, you just have this kind of innate ability to just kind of gravitate to your audience and if they're in a specific industry, then you'll use specific stories that resonate with them. And it's much more personal. So I started to really evaluate, huh, okay, maybe this online one-time, yeah, automation course thing is not for me, right? The course option kind of gives me the opportunity to help more people. And everything's virtual and automated, so it saves me more time, makes me more money, which is great. However, through like soul searching, I determined a happy compromise to what I needed for quality of life. So that way I can have more free time and, um, and also still fulfill my vision of connecting organically with my audience, right? So I decided to create an online coaching program, which includes live trainings where I can stream live once a month, take real-time questions, feedback, chat with the members while I train them throughout the year. We can explore different elements in small businesses and we walk through um, taking their business to new heights and every month we tackle a different topic. So this way I can walk them through all of my trainings every month, but they get one-on-one connection from me However, not in a one-on-one platform. So I had it set in the beginning of the year. This is exactly how it's going to look. This is exactly how it's going to be. And then I just realized like, huh, the vision, the, 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 what I originally envisioned evolved, not for the bad, not for, um, a negative reason, not because I couldn't meet the expectations or the task or It just wasn't in my heart. It wasn't necessarily what was best for me or best for my brand, right? So that's where you have to really, you know, not always just follow what's best for the business, but also what's best for your clients. And a lot of times what's best for for you, you, especially if you're in a um, service-based environment, people gravitate to your energy. When you are happy, guess what? You evoke this bubble of of happiness and people are like, man, I want to be happy like her. So how do I get on board? So if I hate and dread the, the course that I'm taking or the path that I'm taking to grow my business, then I'm not going to really see any growth. It's not going to attract the people that I'm seeking to help because it's not coming from an organic space, right? 
And that's important to me. And that's how I've led myself in business. And that's been one of my greatest areas of, um, of growth is because I organically care about what I do and who I do it for. And this has resonated with my clients. And this is why they refer hundreds of people to me, whether they can afford it or not afford it. They're constantly telling people about, oh, you got to go talk to J&M Associates, J&M Associates, J&M Associates. And then we get tons of emails and calls and we get flooded with, you know, sometimes people who can't necessarily afford our services. But guess what? We leave such a lasting experience, whether um, we do business together or not, you walk away feeling empowered and a game plan. And that's important to me. And that's what I wanted to bring through my online medium, right? And a lot of online mediums don't offer that. So I had to really check in with myself and explore different elements in my business that can help them take their bit, you know, take my business to new heights. So every three months I schedule a weekend for me to get away. No husband, no children, no phones, no emails, um, myself, silence, deep thinking, and a huge notebook. And I have three stages that I split my time with between this weekend. So pretty much I break it down into three steps, right? And let me break down my process. Okay, so the first stage, assess, assess, assess. Okay, before I go any further, though, I got to give you guys a disclaimer that I have some little weird kinks. One, I like to make up the most absurd and ridiculous words. <laughs> and it will just pop out in the middle of a presentation and like at not the most opportune time. However, it's just a part of who I am. It's a part of me. It's my little quirks. And I think those quirks are what make us charming and really make us authentic. And I just own my authentic self. So I don't try to refrain myself. I also tend to go on to tangents and tell stories or over explain at times. So just bear with me. It's just part of my process and who I am. So, all right. So in the first stage of my checkup, I assess. I'm a firm believer in asking questions. If you want to find a solution, if you want to find an answer, you have to begin with the right question. I learn best in question and answer format. So I sit in a quiet setting, preferably somewhere outdoors, and I ask myself the question, and whatever the question may be that you're assessing within yourself. And I'll go over several examples of some questions in a moment. And I just silence myself. Complete silence. I let myself access all of the data and compute all of the information that comes to my mind. Now, let me break down how 
I do this process. And then, you know what? Let me also explain. And this may be really important and impactful because you may think it's just a bunch of mumbo jumbo. However, the way our minds work is so amazing. Imagine your mind as a computer. And this computer has tons of data that comes in to the computer. And it's constantly processing data. Now, when you're using a certain program, all of the data on the computer is not accessible to you right away because it's not prevalent. It's not necessary for you to do the function that you're doing. However, there is tons of data that's available. The computer can do so many different things, but it's not needed for your main functions. So if your computer sees that these are the the main you know sites that you visit and these are the main um, apps that you use, those core apps end up being your default software. So when you log in or when you access or you uh, go to your browser, it shows you kind of like a little avatar of the you know, your top websites or things of that nature because it's catering the experience um, to what it knows is your go-to, right? Based on your experiences and your previous pattern and your history of what you access. Now, in our day-to-day lives, what usually takes prevalence is the things that are urgent, So we tend to, oh my God, these emails, my clients, my this, my that. And sometimes the things that are most important to us end up taking a back seat because we're so busy responding that we're not directing what we truly want to cause to happen. And then we're also, there's so much data. Every day you wake up and you observe so many different things. However, all of that information is not going to the forefront of your mind because the subconscious mind is like this program, right? Like the this computer program and it's filtering the data that you need based on what it determines is important. Now, this is tricky because sometimes there's information that's really prevalent and important that's necessary for you to make changes and then you're not really paying attention to it. Because it's not at the forefront of your brain. So through this exercise, we are directing the mind to access the information that we need to make the best decisions on how we steer, how we move forward, and ensuring that we are successful in all areas of our lives, from business to personal to our relationships. So this is the reason why this is so, such an important exercise and why I make it a weekend ritual that I do at least three times a year. Okay. So I spend about 20 minutes on each question. Then I begin to journal everything that comes to mind after my first meditation. In this stage, I look at where I planned to go. Do I still want to go there? Does it still look like how I imagined it early this year? Do I want to modify this plan? Like in my case, with my courses, hell yeah, I want to modify it. I do a full SWOT analysis, not on the business, yet on myself. For those of you who've done a business plan, who've took a marketing class, a SWOT analysis is a breakdown of the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. 
of a business or it can be used for to evaluate anything. In this case, it's to evaluate yourself because you are what's directing your business. So if the director's messed up, guess what? The business will fail. And this is why this is so important and this is such a huge step that most people miss and they go straight into, okay, the processes and strategies of business. However, they miss the mark because the the individual who's directing the business is not in tune with themselves. They don't know their strengths. They don't know their weaknesses. They, they haven't found their opportunities and they haven't assessed their threats to avoid them and to prepare for possible, um, you know, emergencies or things that can really hurt us in the future. So this is where we got to do the internal work in order to get the type of results that we want in our lives. And this is the hard parts, the uncomfortable parts that we really don't take the time to spend on fixing within ourselves so that way we can get it right outward. So it starts inward and it goes outward. And this is, I just kind of wanted to break that down so you have an understanding of why I do what I do. I'm a person that I, I'm not one person where I go, I guess it's the Aquarius in me. It's I'm a bit of a rebel and a little bit of a revolutionary and I love information and I love intelligence. Just break down to me the why. You break down to me the why, I'm open to relooking at the way I do things. I'm super open to changing um, and evolving my processes. Hey, if my way doesn't work and you present to me a better way of doing things, I'm game because I'm all about progression. It's not about my ego. It's not about being right because being right will not get me the results I want. I'm okay with being wrong and I'm okay at looking myself in the mirror and be like, you know what, Mary? You was dead wrong and let's get this right. Let's get back on track and and let's figure out what's not working and, and what is working and how can we expand on what is working. So these are the the things that I ask myself. Now, it's very important that um, if you really truly want to grow and you're prepared for growth, you have to learn to be vulnerable. And the more honest I am with myself, the more I see myself growing. And sometimes it can be so uncomfortable with the truths about our condition. It's so easier to I call it the blame game. I blame my mom, my dad, my upbringing, my environment. I didn't have resources. I didn't learn about finances. I didn't have all these opportunities. It's my husband. It's my children. It's my job. It's my boss. It's all of these things. I don't make enough money. I don't have enough capital. These are the reasons why I cannot have A or B or C or whatever it is that I envision for my life. And those are all BS. I want you to look at all of those lies that you tell yourself. And that's not saying that there's not challenges in your life. I'm telling you that those challenges are not the reason why you are not succeeding in your life. Those challenges are there. They're real. However, they're not the reason why you're not moving forward. Because challenges can be overcome. It takes someone with the resiliency and the tenaciousness to be like, you know what? This mountain is high and it's 
really steep and it's really tricky, but I'm going to climb this mountain no matter what. I'm going to fall and I'm going to get back up. I'm going to fall and I'm going to get back up. I'm going to fall and I'm going to find solutions. I'm going to find uh, an area on the mountain that's the easiest to climb because in this, all this is developed through exercise, strength, and experience. And a lot of times people don't give themselves the opportunity to be able to try things and fail and learn from them and grow from them. They're too afraid of failure. And that's the one thing that you have to rid yourself of. If you're not afraid of failure and you accept failure as a process of trial and elimination to get closer to the right result, the right answer. And this is my process, you guys. And it's um, imagine yourself going into the doctor's office, right? And the doctor is there to assess. And they assess based on the information, the facts that's given to you. Of course, they're going to do like a general synopsis. Whether you're going to the doctor or to a mechanic, they're going to do a diagnostic. And how many times have you gone to the, the mechanic and they do a full diagnostic but then when you go home, you still hear something or you figure something that's still happening with your car that they didn't pick up on. Now, if you told them specifically, hey, I keep hearing this one creak every time I turn my wheel to the right or this happens or that happens or the engine does this weird thing, they're not as connected to the car or your body as you are. You're the one who live in your body. You're the one who drives your car. No one knows your car or your body like you do. So you have to be honest about all the little weird kinks and things going on that aren't working, even though you don't want to be problematic. You don't want to cause a problem. You don't want to be the person who's, you know, ultra whiny and complaining to the mechanic. And you don't want to be the person who goes in with the list of a hundred things to the doctor. No, give the doctor the list. Be problematic. Because by identifying the problems... You have now opened yourself up to solutions. And that's ultimately what it's about. It's solving your problems. You can't solve your problems unless you identify and you become aware of your problems first. Then you identify your problems. Then you can look at a strategy to fix your problems and get help. But before you can get help, you got to find out what's wrong. You can come to me as a consultant and say, hey, I need you to help me grow my business. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you some questions. And if you can't really answer those questions, and if you really don't even know what you want to cause to happen, where am I going to steer you? I can't really direct you to go a certain direction. And then I may propose that, hey, this is the best way the business can get results. And you may even get those results and then come back and be like, yeah, that's not really what I was looking for and I'm not really happy. Well, that's because you don't know what you want. Because more business may mean what? More work for you. And that may create even more of stress in your life. So you're unhappier making more money than you were before you came to me. And this is why clarity, perspective, awareness is so important and so, like, I, I can't, express enough why this exercise is so like necessary okay so and if we don't open up the doctor may miss something that that gets unattended to that can be catastrophic for your health 
right? And it's the same way. If you don't take the time to nip in the bud the small things that are happening that you may not pick up on right now because you haven't really spent the time to really focus and assess, then those things can be catastrophic things that will hurt your business later on down the line, right? And this is the things that I do with myself and that I have my clients do that have been like so, such a um, a crucial thing that determines leveling up in their business and in my business. And this is something that I just want to kind of share with you, okay? So now that we kind of have an idea of where um, we're going with this exercise and why it's so important, um, let's let's kind of go into some more questions that I ask myself, okay? Um, I'm also focused on my opportunities and threats. Now, this is where I go into how well did I execute my strengths? How can I do better? And I also look at relationships, relationships within my business construct, within my family, my friendships, and even associates. I look at relationships, and this is, this is just my outlook with it. In what way do my relationships make my life experience better? Hmm. If you look at your relationship in that aspect then you'll start to really not make excuses and rationalize certain things. Like, how does this individual make my life experience or my business experience, whatever it is that connects you to, um, better? If someone is not evolving you, if there's no growth through this individual, then that relationship really is not um, an impactful relationship and a relationship that you should make a priority and invest too much energy in. Now, use this in moderation because there can be different factors. So here's some additional questions that I would ask. I look at the rapport I have with someone, the trust I have in them. If you know me, you'll know that trust and loyalty are the most important qualities in relationships that I look for. Um, trustworthiness is such an important character. All relationships need to contribute to your well-being. So if you don't have someone who's committed to your well-being, your overall joy and overall growth, then they're not your true friend. They're not really someone who... Now, there are exceptions, right? Now, let's say... Someone doesn't contribute, let, let's say within this last year, they really haven't contributed to your well-being. They haven't really showed up for you. They haven't been there. And then we look at now, that doesn't mean you X this relationship. You evaluate this relationship. This is why assessing is so important. So you look at, does this person harbor, and I love this word, reciprocal energy. So whatever energy I put out, is that the energy I get back. Then you look at, okay, if this person did not contribute to my overall well-being and growth and joy, then I look at, have I been that for them? 
hmm, this is where the accountability comes in. Maybe this was a rough year for me and maybe I didn't show up the way I should have showed up. And then when they saw me backslide, they start to backslide. Okay, so then you know that, you know what? I have a, uh, I have a, a part of the blame. So therefore, you can look at improving that relationship to see, okay, so you become much more intentional in your relationships and making them a priority to improve communication, to improve showing up, improve loyalty. And the way you show loyalty is by showing up, you know, and, and being there and showing that you're engaged in their overall well-being and that you want the best for them. Now, it's ultimately your responsibility to have joy. It's ultimately your responsibility to grow, to grow and to evolve. However, you want people who contribute towards your evolution, who, who inspire, who motivate you through their thoughts, their words, and their deeds, right? So if these people do not align in those shape or form, their thoughts, words, and deeds are not in alignment with your well-being, your joy, and your overall growth, and their overall um, well-being, joy, and growth does not inspire or motivate you, you got to assess that relationship. Now, you can also ask, what have they contributed in the past? Did they have some circumstances that prevented them from showing up as they normally do? I had a really good friend who was going through cancer. And for that year, you know, we really had to show up for them. But this person has earned throughout my time, um, you know, with them as friends, um, they've earned that loyalty. They've earned me showing up for them because they have consistently showed up for me. And this is where you look at the overall. You don't just look at the short term. You look at the overall. How much has this person sowed into me? And are they deserving of what I'm giving back to them? So you're always looking at just being love. And if you're genuinely connected to someone who just purely just loves you and who sows into you, then you sow back into them. And it's not because you're expected to do so, but it's because you, you desire to do so. See, when people do things for you, do things for you just to get something back, then that's, that's just, that's just an arrangement. Once you stop meeting that arrangement, then they're going to stop showing up for you. So that loyalty means that even when I stop, you stop showing up for me, I'm going to still show up for you because you have shown me you genuinely are for me. And if you show me you genuinely are for me, that I am genuinely for you. So this is in personal relationships. Seven Rise Gaming is a progressive pro-gaming organization that's dedicated to being a pinnacle of pro-gaming. If you're an avid gamer and are looking for a community to connect with, reach them at 7risegaming.com. That's 7-R-I-S-E-G-A-M-I-N-G.com. Now, this is where we discuss everything small business. So we got to bring it back to business as well, right? But your personal relationships are really important. 
because they're your, your, your foundation. That's your foundation. And when you're solid as a person and you're loved and you feel confident about yourself and you have a support system, then you can show up for your business and be so much more impactful. That's why it's really important that you, your, your relationships are solid when you go into the business realm, okay? Now, in your business, I break this down into, you really have two employees that you should hire and that you should have on your team. You either have a rock star or a roadie in training. So let me break down my rock stars and my roadie in trainings. As you can tell, I have, a, I, I don't know, I use Rockstar as in, in a lot of things. But because um, I consider myself a rock star, I mean, I have a guitar, but I definitely, you know, wreck this business um, spectrum. And I, I believe in rocking out and um, just enjoying the process of what you do. And rock stars, this is what you would consider an A player. And there's three components to this A player. A, they know exactly what's expected of them. There's no, oh, well, what did you mean? Or what do you need from me? They know their role in this business. They know exactly who they are expected to be and what they are expected to deliver to your business. Secondly, the second attribute is they have a high level of skill set and know how to execute that role and what is expected of them. So if you are my social media expert, um, your, your, your thing is to engage, to bring in more followers, to um, create a rapport and a bond with our followers and our audience, and um, to kind of be that face of the company and um, you know be able to um, evoke the personality of our brand. That individual must be able to do this at a very high level. They need to love what they do. They need to be great at what they do. And that moves into the third thing. They need to be extremely motivated. And 100%, if not 200%, in line with the mission of your company or your brand. They have to live, breathe, and like it has to resonate in their hearts to where it's almost like, wow, like I couldn't have found a better place to work. Like you guys believe in what I believe in. If you guys don't have the same beliefs and if you're not in alignment, your business will fail. It doesn't matter how much skill they have. It doesn't matter if they know how to get it done and know what's expected of them. If this third component is not there, if their heart's not in it, you will lose. Because they're going to look for the next opportunity. They're not engaged. They're not going to push the boundaries. Um, they're, not, they're not in it with you, heart and soul. So I need you to be here and to show up and be just as motivated and inspired as I am. Because the one thing that you can't train, you can't train passion. You can't train, you can't motivate anybody. Like, hey, I'm just, okay, listen, in the self-help world, we go to these seminars and we're like, yes, oh, 
oh yeah, we're amped up when we come back and then we what? Lose motivation. Why? Because not there's no Tony Robbins, no um, Ed Milets or any of these big names out there that will motivate you. What they can do is they can help you motivate yourself. And they can give you what I call momentum. But you cannot motivate someone. You can inspire them. But you, you gotta, they got to motivate themselves. Because that that's comes with self-actualization. And it has to be something that is inward. That is expressed outward. So that motivation has to come from a why. Why should I do this? How is this impactful for me? Not because Tony Robbins said it. But because... Tony Robbins said something that resonated within me and then I can take that and then I have to at attach it to, to a compelling, compelling reason of why I should do it. Now, if I don't have a why factor, then it's all going to fall apart. So you have to have people in business that come in and they have a why why they're passionate, why they're motivated, why this aligns with their own, um, with their own, uh, passions and with their own vision and their own mission in life. And if you're not in alignment with them, hmm, it's going to be disastrous. And, and that doesn't mean that you're not going to get, it's okay to have C players. You can get some results with C players, even D players but it's not going to give you A-level results. So if you're looking at A-level results, you got to have A-level people. And that starts with a rock star. So find your rock star. Be patient. Don't hire the first five people that you've interviewed. It's going to take time to find the right person. With the right team, you can do a ginormous amount of work. And work that, that is fulfilling, work that is impactful, that will change the lives of people. But you got to have people involved with you that have the same intensity and excitement as you do for your product or your service. And then if you got to look at yourself, if you're not a freaking rock star, how are you going to be able to attract a rock star? So before you can attract a rock star, you got to become a rock star. So you got to live your brand. You got to be so in love with your mission and you have to be competent. If you're not competent about your product and your service, and if you're not aware of what is expected of you as the role of the CEO of this corporation or this company or the owner of this small business, you will fail. Okay, I'm getting a little overexcited, you guys. So let me just tone it down and bring it back. So trust me, I've made the same mistakes. I had uncertainty in my business when I first started. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I trusted the wrong people. I brought in people that had little to no experience because they were loyal or because they were a family friend. And I, I spent tons of my time, tons of money that I really didn't have to try to train people to help me out with something when there was really true, no true genuine um, rapport there. Um, and, and, and there wasn't a marriage and alignment of our 
missions in life. And that's where you will have disastrous results and you will not get back an ROI, which an ROI is a return on your investment. Make sure you're getting an ROI on your business transactions. If I if I give you this, this is what I'm going to get back in results. Listen, you can't manage people, but you can manage agreements. And you have to make sure that when you go into agreement, you know who you're going into agreement with. And that's why this is so prevalent. Now let's go into the second type of employee that it's okay to hire. And this is for those of us that are starting out that may not be able to afford a rock star immediately. However, we can get a roadie in training that can be developed into a rock star. So this is your B player. B players are players who come in and they know exactly what's expected of them in their role with your company. They do not have the skill set that's required to be able to deliver on that role. They may have a low to moderate skill set and know-how. However, they have a high level of motivation and their mission is 100 to 200, 300% in alignment with your mission of your company or your brand. These are the people who will grow from you, will grow with you from the bottom and stick with you all the way through the top. You know, I look at LeBron James and I've read this article about LeBron James and he had these two individuals that um, had an incredible amount of motivation and inspiration to create beautiful things through finance and um, they didn't have 100% of the skill set. They probably had like a low to moderate skill set. And at the level that they were operating, they were doing well, but they knew exactly what LeBron wanted from them. LeBron was invested in them. They were invested in LeBron. LeBron has this you know, aspect of wanting to really make a difference in society. And he didn't want his money to just go towards frivolous things. He wanted to make a huge impact. And you can see that through the school that he built in his neighborhood in Cleveland and how he went back and created um, so many opportunities for people who don't have those opportunities. So even though he's a basketball brand, his brand is so much bigger than just basketball. His brand is about you know, serving and, and um, really helping. And when you bring people in, they may be good at finance, but are not in a line and married in the vision of your humanitarian aspects or the things that you want to do um, in this world, then you're not going to have people that are in alignment. So, you know, they've just closed a Nike deal that's close to a billion dollars. And, um, and I think it's, it's, it's really important that when we look at, um, you know, when we look at the type of people that we brought in, he brought in people that were playing basketball with him, but there was something special about them. They had a mission that was mirroring a mission that he had. So from a very early point, he decided, I'm going to bring you on my team 
and I'm going to put you on my payroll. You may not have a business degree. You may not have a finance degree. You may not have all the aspects of what these fancy people coming in and selling me on what they can do for me. But what I do know is you have, you're in alignment. You know exactly what I'm expecting from you. You know exactly what I want from you. You know what the role is expected of you. And you are in alignment with the mission of what I truly want to cause to happen through my brand as LeBron James. And I think that's a really great example to set out a roading and training. Those roading and trainings now have set him up for for great financial success. And they've been instrumental in landing amazing deals. Now, mind you, it, it becomes easier when you're the rock star and you now take roadies and training and you level them up to rock stars. But he saw potential in them. But the potential was more than just their skill set. It was their alignment with his mission. And I don't know if he's even aware of this. A lot of times, you know, people just feel good to us because they align with our mission and we just connect and gravitate to them. Keep those people with you. Don't look down on those people. A lot of times what I find is people will go into business and they'll look at their roadies and training like, ah, let me get someone with more experience. And it is good to have someone that has maybe a senior level of expertise and then someone that's more of a low to moderate level of skill set and to kind of have that to help balance out within the you know the the business spectrum because you may need to get results right away and you may not always have the time to train the right people what i'm saying is don't trade a roadie and training for someone who has excellent expertise, but that's not in alignment with your company and that doesn't know what's expected of them because you'll fail. Expertise alone is not going to push your business to the next level. And this is the one key that I see a lot of business owners fail at. They get someone that's like, okay, I have a restaurant. I'm going to get someone that's a restaurant manager who has years experience as a restaurant manager. But if they're not in tune with and excited about the vision that you have of this restaurant and how you want this restaurant to set apart and the experience that you want to cultivate, they're just going to do what they've always done and manage the way they know how to do it. And that's not going to get you the results that you want through your brand. And authenticity... authenticity is everything. There I go with my words. I slur. I told you I gave you a disclaimer earlier. Okay. So this is why it's really important to assess whom we have on our team annually, um, as well as doing it, you know, quarterly, as well as monthly, weekly, daily, like look at performance. And in another episode, I'll probably do what I do. And how I manage my agreements with my um, team and and the, the systems and processes that I have in place to be able to assess that. But here we're not going too deep into it. We're looking at purely the relation relationship aspect of this business. Okay. Next. You're only as strong as your team. And. Okay. We have to be carry, careful not to carry with us people who can't figure out what you expect from them after explaining it, writing it, and showing them. 
if you've attempted, and I've had this situation with me this year where I've had to um, let go of a, a team member that just wasn't getting it. And I've done everything that I can to ensure that you get it. And, um, you know, we've tried different techniques, different aspects. So at that point is, if you just can't get it, then we can't move forward. No matter how aligned we are and no matter how enthusiastic you are. And a lot of times we can't keep people around because they're super excited and fired up about the line of work that we're doing. If they can't keep up with the pace and if they're always a deer with headlights on like those are those are those are the employees that like you like them I like you you're such a great person like you can't hire someone based on liking them or having a cool friendship with them or a bond with them and they love it there and they bring this this great energy to the office space you're not here to just be a token or a cheerleader. You're here to perform. And if you can't figure out what you need to do to perform, and I've given you all of the resources, the skills, um, sets, the trainings, and asked you, okay, well, what is it that you're not getting or what can we do to help you? And you don't know, then at that point, you've done everything that you can, right? And you have to learn to be comfortable with firing early. Take a long time to hire, take a fire. Don't, don't, don't feel bad about firing someone. If it's not working, fire them because your time, your focus and your energy is very important and where you're spending your time, your focus and energy needs to be towards directing this business to grow and evolving. And if you're stuck on someone who's not growing and evolving and you've done everything that you can and there's a blockage there on their end where they're just not getting it or not growing or not making the attempt, no matter how pleasant they are, no matter how wonderful they are, you have to cut them from your team. And this is something that I'm learning to do because, you know, I'm a loyal person by heart, by nature. My personality is to want to be there. So it's like, if I like you, it's so hard for me to cut you off. And in this case, I had to. And that's something that you're going to have to learn to evaluate. If individuals in your business, are they contributing toward the overall growth of the business? Um, the individuals in your life, are they contributing to the overall growth of you as a person? I truly believe that if you're not growing, you are dying. So I'm constantly focused on increasing my growth. It doesn't matter how slow you grow, as long as you're growing. However... <laughs> I'm a fan of maximizing your potential, my potential exponentially through proper planning, organizing, building a team to help you reach abundant heights. So um, this is the assess part of my process of checking up on myself. I'm super grateful to be able to share this podcast with you. I hope you achieve abundant success by implementing what you heard on today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and share it with other business owners or someone interested in starting a business. I would love to truly hear your feedback or what you would like to hear more of. 
feel free to leave us feedback on the streaming platform of your choice and rate us. This is your abundance coach, Mary Belai, signing off. Have an abundant day.